Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Lori and Brian and Drew. Good to have you guys today. We're going to be talking about a lengthy, one of the lengthier verses, I think, in the Tao Te Ching, verse 38. Uh, Before we do, I want to quickly mention any uh, announcements or resources. Go to buddyc.org. There's a lot of stuff there. I'm not going to go through it today. I just will say I appreciate the emails. I, I get emails occasionally either about the podcast, mostly about the devotions that we're doing. We're doing a daily Tao devotion that's recovery related. Uh, you can sign up for that buddyc.org. And I, I really appreciate, and it's very encouraging when I get an email out of the blue about how much, how helpful it is. So thank you so much. Those that respond because that, that means a lot to me. Uh, and, uh, and sometimes it keeps me going because I'm like everyone else. I, why am I doing all this? <laughs> why am I doing this? And sometimes I can have a little pity party if I'm feeling a little down. So those emails were real good for me. Thank you. They really help. Okay, so we're going to talk about the 38th verse. Uh, Drew, being you're a little under the weather, do you feel like reading today? Yeah, I'll read. (laughs) Thank you. This would be Stephen Uh, Mitchell, correct? Yeah, yeah, Stephen Mitchell. The master doesn't try to be powerful. Thus, he is truly powerful. The ordinary man keeps reaching for power. Thus, he never has enough. The master does nothing, yet he leaves nothing undone. The ordinary man is always doing things, yet many more are left to be done. The kind man does something, yet something remains undone. The just man does something and leaves many things to be done. The moral man does something, and when no one responds, he rolls up his sleeves and uses force. When the Tao is lost, there is goodness. When goodness is lost, there is morality. When morality is lost, there is ritual. Ritual is the husk of true faith, the beginning of chaos. Therefore, the master concerns himself with the depths and not the surface, with the fruit and not the flower. He has no will of his own. He dwells in reality and lets all illusions go. This is a good one. I remembered it Mm -hmm. as you were reading it. Brian, you want to read the Jeff Pepper for us? Yeah, well, it, I was noticing how different it is. Now, we're on 38, correct? Correct. Yep. One with high, day has no day, and so truly has day. One with low, day never loses day, and so truly has no day. One with high, day does nothing and has no selfish motives. One with low, day acts and has selfish motives. A kind person acts and has no selfish motives. A moral person acts and has selfish motives. A well-mannered person acts, but no one responds. 
they roll up their sleeves and force others to respond. Lose Dow and you have day. Lose day and you have kindness. Lose kindness and you have morality. Lose morality and you have good behavior. Good behavior looks like loyalty and honesty, but it's the beginning of confusion. People have crazy preconceptions about Tao. That's the beginning of foolishness. So the sage lives by the substantial, not the weak. Lives by the truth, not crazy ideas. He leaves that and chooses this. Mm. He's talking about that spiral downward, isn't it? Each of those steps are a step away. If you look at that, any others that you guys would like to read? I was just making a list looking at Stephen Mitchell. I have Jonathan Starr. Oh, great. Thanks, Lori. To give without seeking reward, to help without thinking it's virtuous, therein lies great virtue. To keep account of your actions, to help with the hope of gaining merit, therein lies no virtue. The highest virtue is to act without a sense of self. The highest kindness is to give without condition. The highest justice is to see without preference. When Tao is lost, one must learn the rules of virtue. When virtue is lost, the rules of kindness. When kindness is lost, the rules of justice. When justice is lost, the rules of conduct. And when the high-blown rules of conduct are not followed, people are seized by the arm and it's forced on them. The rules of conduct are just an outer show of devotion and loyalty, quite confusing to the heart. And when men rely on these rules for guidance, oh, what ignorance abounds. The great master follows his own nature and not the trappings of life. It is said he stays with the fruit and not the fluff. He stays with the firm and not the flimsy. He stays with the true and not the false. Thank you, Lori. Good to see you, Oscar. Let me see what I've pinned on that. The importance of spiritual fitness. If we're spiritually fit, we're not conscious of our love nature. That's where we begin to love without trying. When we try to love through our own abilities, there's always a fear to protect. So our attempts to love are hollow because we keep trying. We're never able to love. If we lose our spiritual fitness, we may experience the following spiral downward. The best we can do within our own power is an empty kindness. The peace we used to experience is no longer there. Next is morality. We try to love because we're supposed to when the work is not complete we roll up our sleeves and force completion next is ritual only a shell remains of what was once real finally there is unmanageability actually all of that's unmanageability really a lot of times we're not able to see it till it gets that bad right therefore the spiritually fit dwell in the fruit not in the flower we discard what is outward surrendering to what we already have within as a result our outward actions are not contrived and become effortless works of love yes just talking about that spiral downward which you know and also 
On recovery, we're told our lives a lot of times are like the country song played backwards. <laughs> they lose the wife and the house and the kids and the dog and the fishing boat last and all the stuff. And it's in reverse. You start getting all those things back. And this is somewhat like the same thing. It's showing us what happens when our sincerity, when we move from that uh, place of surrender, that place of compassion that we're learning we can live in, to trying to take control again, trying to work this within our own, within ourselves. And we're all susceptible to this. It can happen for any of us. And it's interesting how they talk about that spiral. Uh, it starts with the master doesn't try to be powerful. So he is truly powerful. Then the ordinary man keeps reaching for power. That's next. And he never has enough. That dissatisfaction. The master does nothing yet, leaves nothing undone. Talking about the ordinary man again is always doing things. Yet many more are left to be done. Then they start talking about some different ones. The kind man does something, and yet something remains undone. A just man, see, we're moving down. We were kind. Then we move to just. He leaves many things undone. The moral man, now we're getting to morality. Okay. The moral man does something. And what the moral man does is when no one responds, he rolls up his sleeves and uses force. It's got to be this way, so let's just do it. And this is, and you can see the steps up in recovery too, I think, to a point, because that's the way I approached recovery in the beginning. Like we're working our way in too. Man, I just pushed, 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 did everything I knew to do, and it didn't work. Now he goes through the loss spiral. When the Tao's lost, next is goodness. When goodness is lost, you have morality. When morality's lost, then you have ritual. And there's a Bible verse that talks about that. They have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. It's that religious aspect without any, any real spirit to it. And when morality's lost, there's ritual. Ritual is the husk of true faith it's the outward is the shell of true faith and the beginning of chaos that's just a good description and all the different verses i think talk about it that way i was just thinking the word ego keeps coming up for me you're putting up that facade of, of man i'm at church every sunday wednesday night and and i know what's right and i i grew up that's a sore spot with me, but to to me that it, this speaks to the ego. One thing I was uh, thinking about was how we can see ourselves. I can see myself at times. Yeah. It's now, especially in particular situations, even like I may have one situation and if I may still have to work not to contrive and try to pull the strings to make me look good in this particular or whatever the case, this is not an all or nothing for me. This is, this can change with every moment, but I have noticed there's some things and it's usually when someone else mentions it to me, 
that I'm behaving differently or my my actions are different than they used to be and I don't even notice it, that's being in that place of natural, unforced uh, nature, I guess would be the way to say that, that we we just walk in this naturally. We don't have to make it happen. We don't have to push it. And it's interesting in AA, we refer a lot to the 552, the resentment page, because it just puts it in black and white. And this tells us that if our actions are not what we want them to be, we do the right action and then the change will follow the action. Like we act our way into right thinking. We can't think our way into right acting. I can't wait and be kind to you when I feel like it. I know I go. I want to go ahead and do something kind for you. And in response, I start changing. It's the way it seems to work for me. Um, and 552 in the big book says that when we have a resentment, even if it's empty words, we pray for the person for two weeks. If we don't mean it, we don't think it'll work. We think we're wasting our time. It even says if it's empty words, do it anyway. And then we start changing within. And we'll find that within two weeks that we've come to mean it. And I've experienced that. I've experienced that. I've had people I've resented on a list that I would uh, pray for in the morning when I was starting my day. And I'd realize within one guy particular was really bad. And within a few weeks, I realized I hadn't thought about him any other time during the day. And so when I, my rule is that if I don't think about something until the next day, when I have them on my list, I can mark them off normally. Sometimes they come back, but that's usually the, that usually tells me that I've uh, let that go when I'm not thinking about it during the day, not obsessing. What's interesting here. We've got this spiral and all those are just, for me, would be just levels of distance from God or distance from the Tao, distance from a love walk. And the longer, the further you get away from that, the further out you would go. Uh, Finally, just being a husk of what you were. Now, let's look at what the master does in this. In, ver- in the first stanza, the master doesn't try. You can just stop there. <laughs> the master, the ma- in, in other words, for me, I think that's saying it's not that the master doesn't do things. He doesn't roll up his sleeves and force things. It says he doesn't try to be powerful. It doesn't say he sits on the couch and does nothing. He says he doesn't try to be powerful, so he's truly powerful. And powerful would be, I would think, an ego-driven thing. The master's looking at selfless action rather than selfish action, not no action. And it says the master does nothing, yet he leaves nothing undone. I don't think that literally means that the master does nothing. I think it means, and the way it applies to me would be that the master does nothing within his own abilities. He does nothing to support his selfishness and control. In other words, the master surrenders in everything. And we've learned that 
if we look, we can look at every moment of life that way. We can approach it from a place of powerlessness. And when I do that, sometimes solutions come to mind that I would have never came up with in my own thinking. Let's go on down here. If you got anything, raise your hand. I want to talk about the last little stanza, Brian. Buddy, that's what I was thinking, what you said, the surrender word. You show up surrendered and and practice Wu Wei. Take that next right indicated step and let things happen. Yeah. Let the wheels turn. And that is so difficult to, we can't really, I don't know if we can understand it. I don't think so. I think we just have to do it. <laughs> For me, I've used, I've used the term feeling like I'm in alignment. And when I feel like I'm in alignment, life doesn't feel like it's uphill. Right. I, I just accept things as they come. And if they're not ideal, I just try to let them roll down my back. And I don't have a whole lot of moments like that, but I have. It's an, it's a nice place to live in. I know when things come that, that aren't the way Brian wants them or whatever, when I, I start digging in and forcing. That's what all I'm going to do is create more pain for myself. Starts with acceptance, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Huh. Therefore, the master concerns himself with the depths and not with the surface, with the fruit, not the flower. Lori? So... I take this as a reminder and a cautionary tale, like a lesson on humanity, and then you can spot it. So he reminds, or we're reminded at the beginning about what true giving and um, helping is, what virtue is, what kindness is. And then the second half is all, or the middle is What happens when that Tao is lost? What happens when that inner connection is disregarded or set aside? And I find it interesting that, as you're saying, the downward spiral, but just in the words, the way that um, humanity tries to impose rules Rules is in this translation anyway. When virtue is lost, rules of kindness. When there's no kindness, there's justice steps in. And when justice is lost, then we revert to what government is supposed to provide basic rules of conduct, not to hurt each other, basically. Don't drive on the wrong side of the road (laughs) or whatever. Uh, And how that degrades then into, and it just doesn't make any sense are just an outer show of devotion and loyalty and quite confusing to the heart and ignorance abounds. And then it comes back again. So that's like a big lesson on humanity. And and then on me, when I notice that in myself, am I moving from virtue and then just trying to be kind? And then am I trying to enforce justice out there, my ideas of justice? And all this can be avoided if you follow your own nature and be open to the flow of the Tao. And not the trappings of life, right? Right. And 
not the trappings of life, which are all the outside experiences and conditions and rules, quote unquote, but the inner truth. So I take this as looking inward instead of outward and focusing on that. Surrender is a great word. Don't try. Don't force. So that's where I, what the, I got out of that. The search to look good, feel good, have more. Yeah, look good and be right. Yes. Is not the way to go. <laughs> if you want to enjoy and accept life as it is. It, it's interesting. Thank you, Laurie. In the Stephen Mitchell, the master concerns himself with the depths and not with the surface. We've talked about the fish in the shallow water, the fish staying in the deep water that they're safe. It's in the shallow water when they're concerned. And the story I think is that they're wanting to see what's outside of where they are. You know? Then they're in danger because they're not going to get caught while they're down deep. But they get up in the shallow water at this time. They're in danger. And also, too, we could think about it like what we see on the surface is not what's really real. That's the illusion. He talks about let's all illusion go. All of this that we touch and see and feel is the illusion. We think this is what's going to make us happy or this is what makes us sad. Either one. Oscar? Yeah, I read uh, and hear it's either ego, either a choice for ego or it's not a choice for ego. And as soon as you leave the Tao, then you're in ego. So that's where the choice happens and and not in alignment or together with Tao or you are just in trouble because of your sense of self and you're you cannot do anything but desire things and hope for things and expect things and do your best. You try to do your best to follow rules and be kind and you try hard. You try hard, but you will always desire someplace else and the surrender is in giving up the desire. Giving up desire and giving up judgment. That's also on I read. And judgment is also an instrument of the ego. Yeah, the ego. Its main food is is, is judgment, I think. So if you stop judging, you can only accept everything when you stop judging, right? Yes. Otherwise, you try to accept things while you're still judging, then you're in the part be below the Tao, not in Tao. In Tao, there is no judgment. So Oscar. we look for this place of non-judgment. Yes. What do you think about any thoughts on the line that the master dwells on the fruit, not the flower? Intuitive, intuitively. Yes. <laughs> I think something about, yeah, there is, there's more, uh, in a flower, there seems to be more, uh, how do you say this? Uh, it's faster gone. Yes, it's, it doesn't last as long. Yeah, it lasts, it lasts less, less long or something like that. And in the fruit, there is the seed. 
So you have the fruits and then you have the seed and you got nourishment in the fruit and the flowers just pretty, right? <laughs> it's more yeah, it's more uh, down to earth, I think. The yeah. fruit and the firm and he stays with the true and not the false. The false is also yeah, the false is the illusion. It's everything. <laughs> everything is gone uh, as soon as we uh, as it is as it as soon as something is here, it is also gone. That's our lives. There's no nourishment in the flower. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Oscar. Brian, I was just thinking that the flower could be the disease. Thinking when you start circling the drain. Earlier, I was reading Derek Lenz. He picked up on the flower piece. He said, in this context, flowers of the Tao is not a positive description. The basic idea is that flowers have a pleasing appearance, but none of the satisfying goodness of fruits. Therefore, they are a metaphor for individuals who look good, but lack substance. Ah. People who possess knowledge without real virtue fall into this category. They may project a knowledgeable image, but in fact, they are ignorant in fundamental ways. Reminds me of the slick talking preacher that you see in a, in a fancy suit. And I'm not throwing out any names, but just on the outside. And it seems like things always come around and they get caught. And that's, here it is. People that do these acts of kindness and, celebrities or whatever they do these acts of kindness and the first thing they do is tell their pr person to let the news know but then then again i'm judging yeah i don't know why i was thinking about this morning i guess that came up um i was watching something and something came on about jim baker jim and tammy baker ptl Mm -hmm. and all of that uh I, i think there was some financial issues I, I forget what he was even convicted for but he, he served some jail time and you would think that someone who uh, that'd be one of the worst of the low things that you could do would be take advantage of money that was given to you in earnest thinking that you were given it for a work of god that you believed in when he went into prison and it was it wasn't a super hard place, but it was still prison. Mm-hmm. He walked in and met his the guy he roomed with. He says, Hey, and he was I think he was a mafia guy. He says, My wife loves you. If anyone here gives you any hassle whatsoever, let me know. You are off limits. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm thinking, man. He was even taken care of. Uh, it, he, he was a person a lot of people would have liked to have seen have a real difficult time. But yet there was someone waiting there to take. I, I just don't understand that kind of compassion. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. That. But, um, no judgment as to what he. But but if I had to if I had to serve prison time, that's exactly what I. Yeah. <laughs> you, that would be the kind of thing I would think would happen to someone who was unfair, who was was not guilty, who had not all those things. Yeah, I thought that was that was interesting. 
How about this line? I think this is the most difficult line in the whole verse. It's talking about the master. He has no will of his own. That's what we're talking about. Surrender. No will. Not a little bit. He hasn't turned some of his will and his life over to the care of God. It's everything he's let go. He has no will of his own. He dwells in reality and lets all illusions go. Oscar? Yeah, it reminds also, of course, of miracles. Of your ego and let all illusions pass by like they do. It's a, a really, this is really the sense of self is really the ego, right? Yes. So without the ego, what is left? And then also the ego is an illusion. So all illusions pass by. So you can still do things, probably, because I'm not a master or anything. But that's what I imagine it, it would be. You do anything what you need to be what needs to be done in your life, but just without this false sense of self, and the false sense of self is actually the story of Oscar, which I with, which doesn't exist, which is an illusion, and and the only thing that there is here now, and that's not a story that that's something else, and. When you are able, probably when you are able to live full time in this sense of being, then you're enlightened and you have no sense of self anymore and you're free of it and just live your life, but free of your sense of self. That's how I read it. And 12 step program is a beautiful program for starting this process and living in this process, living in the process of ego deflation is already beautiful for the world, I think. Thanks. Thanks, Oscar. For me, the no will of his own would be selfish, the selfish agenda, as Jonathan Starr put it, keeping account of your actions to help with the hope of gaining. So if I approach the moment with just the attitude of how can I help? How can I add to rather than take away? It doesn't have to be this big, glorious, oh, none of that's not useful anyway. We're talking about being the most useful. What can I do for whoever I'm interacting with the most? I'm here to be helpful. That's a course in miracles there, Oscar, from the, the prayer on page 27 in the text. How can I? I'm here only to be helpful. And that really is the case. Matter of fact, I'm going to read that. That for me would be letting go of my own will. The only reason I know where this is because I go to a Course in Miracles meeting. They read this at the first of every one. So <laughs> I am on, this is page 28 under chapter two in the text. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. 
I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. Now, you, in Course in Miracles, you got to look past some of the vernacular and the way they describe things like we do in AA. People that used to, when somebody mentioned God, if they didn't mention God, I had a problem. And then I went through a time when if they did, I had a problem. And now it doesn't matter. It's everybody's own personal love language, if you, so to speak. So, yeah, I'm only here to be helpful. If I approach this moment, how can I be helpful? No agenda. Then I approach the next moment, my next interaction the same way. Okay. Next interaction. I pet the dog. I don't kick the dog. Okay. (laughs) You know, it's that kind of simple stuff. I'm in the car. I'm driving down the road. I come to the stop sign. I don't speed up a little bit so I can get through before they get there. I behave. How can I be kind to this guy? If somebody's riding slow in front of me, I keep the furthest distance my car will do with the automatic, (laughs) not the shortest. Like I used to, I bump it up to the shortest and they get their ass out of my way. That's the kind of things that you start doing. And how about trying to take the second or third best parking place instead of running up to the front, wherever you are, things like that, that we start doing that we realize we're changing and that is laying down my will, laying down my ego driven agenda. And I think that's exactly what he's saying. And the illusion that he lets go is the illusion that we can satisfy ourselves, that all these things we pursue I still have times that I fall for the illusion. If I had this or I'm doing a new business and I'm like, huh, man, this could make all this money. This could do this and this. If I don't watch it, I can go down those paths. I can go down the spiral with those things, right? But all of that's the illusion. Every bit of it. Oscar? I go down the spiral a lot. Really a lot, like all the time. Like all the time I am in. When I have this mood, this good mood, and I'm in line, aligned and I want to help everybody I see and I'm good in traffic and quiet, there definitely comes a moment that day that I think, okay, now it's time for me. Now it's time for something for me. Now I want to have some fun. Now I want to, now I need something. Whatever it is, now I need a, I, 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 you name it, and and or a negative thought comes in. So there's, ah yeah, that's going bad or this is going bad or, and then I and when I'm on this train, I I can really be lost. It feels really going down the spiral as if there is an entity in me which drawing me which taking me down to the floor, to the ground, to the, like, like an ego or a devil, whatever name you give it, is pulling me back in the world of illusions all the time. So I live in step six, six, six or seven. All the time I, I think, okay, I just have this negative thought. Am I willing enough to give it away? Yes, I am. Oh, please give it Take it away. I don't need it, I think. And Oscar, what happens for me 
when I'm dealing with something like that, I will have an opportunity to make the choice again. I will take a lap around the mountain, so to speak, and I will have another opportunity. Life presents that. And if, if I'm fit spiritually, sometimes I don't even realize that I had the opportunity. I just do the right thing and keep going if I'm spiritually fit. this is my nickname and in recovery circles and who was that for the listeners it's eeyore and and sometimes if if i share my story i introduce myself as brian aka eeyore and man i there's a lot of truth to that i've got him inside of me and sometimes he comes out and wants to sit here on my shoulder and just ride along, man, and whisper things in my ear. And I could definitely, I could definitely start spiraling down. I, I got in a situation the other day, a guy I work with and been really successful and, and had bought homes for his kids. And when I was just like, man, why am I not just rolling in it? But I had to step back and look and say, He's done this for his kids because they're train wrecks. And uh, he's talking about buying his daughter a, a house because her and her son are in an abusive relationship and she can't get to work. His solution is just to buy her a house. And I'm just like, man, it's really a sad situation. What a double-edged sword. So I was able to pump the brakes and say it would be. I, I don't want that for my kids. I want my kids to be successful and self-sufficient and uh, to live a good life on their own. Thank you, and Brian. Maybe, maybe have a nice enough place with a with an in-law suite that their old pops can move into one day. Uh, I think this comes back to acceptance because what I realize, the illusion is all those things that I think will not only make me happy, but will also make me sad. We can add both sides, both ends of the pendulum to that. If I'm in acceptance of the moment as it is right now, I was talking to a friend in recovery the other day. They were having difficulty with the idea that we could have that peace and joy came from acceptance, not from the situations being different. And I explained that through my experience, I found that in this moment, if I bring acceptance down to this moment, like everything else, I'm comfortable. I have heat and air conditioning. I have food in the refrigerator. I have people who love me. All the things that I would think if I had all this, I already have everything in this moment and even if it's bad if you break it down to just this moment it's a fraction of suffering compared to all the rest that we add to it i had a business fail one time and man i was so in my head about the whole thing and i was about to start over again and all those things i had a trucking company that failed this is back in the late nineties, early 2000. And I had to sell all my rental file bankruptcy and start the whole deal again. And I felt, and I carried that. And that's actually when I started drinking alcoholically was when that was going on. 
And since then, I've seen where all these, all this has come back and I don't take those risks that I used to take <laughs> with business because I know now I'm not invincible. You learn those lessons and sometimes you need those difficulties. But every day I was thinking, oh, I've got to do this next week or I've got to, I'm fighting this. These folks are suing me. So I've got to go to court about that. You know, all those things going on when you've got a business with a lot of assets that's going. I always had a place to live. Always had money for to provide for the family. I really had everything in the moment, all of that time that I have right now. So in my situation, I can only speak to me. If I can break it down to this, except this moment, and the, and I've mentioned many times the way I do that, I use two things. Thank you for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. And I would not change blank, even if I could. And I sit with those sometimes for a while. With one situation, it took two hours to get to a place of acceptance. But the situation had not changed at all, and I had peace. And I never had that before. And really, that's a form of not following my will and not believing the illusion that if only this was better, I would be better. Or, or believing the illusion that this is bad, so things are bad. And speaking to what you said, Oscar, I had a day where I lost it. Was it last couple of weeks ago? And what I know now, I seem to have successive negative things happen that drive me down. Like I'll have one thing happen, but and if it was just that thing, I would recover real quick. But something else right after that, and something else right after that, then I went to Walmart, right? <laughs> never, I will never go to Walmart if I am in that place. When I start seeing that happen. I know now, just get your ass home. <laughs> Don't have any more interaction with anyone. Yeah. But that's the kind of, but without the awareness, we start learning in recovery. We wouldn't even see that, that was the case at all. I live like that all the time, Brian. I had to make two amends in the past two days. And one of them yesterday was, was to a gal that, that, I have, I know nothing about her. All I know is she was a salesperson for this software that I used to buy and I would upgrade it every three years. And, and now they've gone to a subscription model and they're wanting to push me into the cloud, into an online version. And man, I don't want to go. I don't want to change. And, and, and I brought some negative energy into our discussion. And uh, I had to send her an email yesterday and tell her that I feel like I owe her an apology for the negative energy I brought into our interaction. And and she actually sent me an email back and said that, that she really appreciated me doing that made her day. And, but I felt clean about that. But another one was to my wife this morning. I told her, I said, I'm just, I'm on the struggle bus with some stuff. And I said, I feel like I've got some negative energy I've been bringing. And honestly, I feel like Brian has been a drag to be around. And and I said, and I don't want to be that way. So she didn't tell me I was a drag to be around. She gave me some grace. She's, she gives me a lot of grace, but man, it's difficult when those things start piling on. 
filling that bucket up. Yeah. In my last relationship, if I was having one of those days when she would get home, I'd say, listen, I'm, I'm a little on edge today and I apologize up front. I'm going to make a pre amend. <laughs> this is pre amend. Uh, Real quick, a, a couple of wife and I are in a couple ship program. And uh, anyway, the one guy was under the car doing something and she came out and he rolls out from under the car and he says, I am dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, okay. Doesn't <laughs> that help that, though? Yeah, he said that he knew that he was going to lash out at her just regardless. He said that was all I could think to say was I'm dangerous. <laughs> That's the thing, Brian. If yeah. you're honest in those situations, it's like doing a mini fifth step. Kind yeah. Of, if I get it out, yeah, it's, it takes some of the energy away from it just in getting it out absolutely like letting go of a gas bubble yes (laughs) yeah that's what i thought also yeah because we are in the position that we can notice it it's happening and we can also share it that's a miracle if i look how i was i that's just how i was I, i i even was proud of it being angry being Nasty, being cynical, being thing. It were things I were I, I completely identified with, and so actually saw them as positive. It's insane, and now I'm so glad that when I hear you, we can have a laugh. But it's such a miracle that let me speak for myself that I can notice it, share it, and then. Try to let it go. The the whole choosing again has started. The choosing again is the same as the acceptance. It started at the moment that I see, oh my God, I'm going wrong, wrong side. Okay, I have to change something, but I don't know what exactly or how exactly, but I can work on it. And I have tools to work on it. And one of the huge tools is sharing how you feel. And and even with a joke or sharing, yeah, I'm going to do the amends now because I know what's going to happen. Or here's the monster. Beautiful. Thank you. One thing, too, for me, Oscar, I realized years later, that's all my first wife knew of me was that anger. Because once I was starting to get sober, we divorced early in my sobriety. And so I have to remember that she doesn't know me she knows the old me like probably five versions back of me so i'm very conscious of that when i'm around her and i don't say walk on eggshells but i'm very conscious that i need to be careful in that with that relationship because we do have a daughter together and i'm real close with my daughter and we have a great relationship i'm it's like I'm really still making a living amend to to my ex-wife. Yeah, we got it. It's just getting rid of that illusion, turning our will over. How can I be helpful? How can I accept this moment as it is right now without adding my BS to it? Either adding my pride to it 
or my self-pity, either one. Brian? I went to a guy last week, and or actually two weeks ago, and, man, he just stopped mid-conversation, and he looked at me, and he said, I just want to be kind. He said it twice, repeated himself, and I was like, dude, that's it, man. Me too. Exactly. It's that simple. When we really start seeing it, it gets simpler, not more complicated or more difficult. Or say more difficult. I think if something's more complicated, then it's better. That's the way my head thinks. Yeah. (laughs) But this is not that way. This is simple. If you're tasked to accomplish this or anything that a three-year-old cannot do, it may not be the right way to approach it. I just thought that just came to me. That's, I think that's a good way to, don't y'all think? Because the, the just how can I help? How can I be kind? How can I share what I have? <laughs> how can I have fun with you? How can we have fun? How can we play? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is. It really is. That's good. Thank you, guys. Everything good. Really? Y'all have a great week and hope to see you next week. Thank you. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.